Welcome back to the Soul Circle Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Beltoff, and I am grateful that you are here with me today. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and realize you are not alone. And you are not. Here we are. We are doing it together. And that is what makes life so much sweeter, walking this journey together, right? It's really hard to do things by ourselves. Yet it is also really hard to ask for help, isn't it? And I have been thinking a lot about this lately, this idea of walking a journey with others, yet also having to have the courage and the strength to ask for help when we need it. And we're going to need it often because life is not this perfect, amazing, wonderful movie that we want it to be. It's life. You're going to go through those ups and downs. You're going to go through all of it. And we need people on our journey with us that will help us find our way, that will be there to listen to the struggles. Because even in just talking things out, we are able to really unearth what's going on. What might we need to do differently? Where do we need to go? And that is an absolute incredible gift. When my mom was near the end of her life and I was completely, oh my goodness, unraveling, I think might be the best, <laughs> the best way to describe it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that at that age I was losing my mom. How was that happening? And I knew I needed a way to process what was going on because we were given the news that she had breast cancer and it was small and we really didn't need to worry about it. She only needed radiation. All right. I mean, scary for sure, but it seems to be manageable, right? And she went through all of the radiation. She was announced to be cancer-free. Amazing. Great, right? Let's celebrate. And then shortly after, we learn that she has lung cancer, that she is practically riddled with cancer, and it is all through her body. And when you hear stage four, your heart just drops because that, that's the, the worst of the worst, right? It doesn't get any worse than that. Uh, kind of side little funny story, though. When I had heard the news that it was stage four cancer, I was standing outside of the hospital room with Dustin and we were leaving and he said, oh, stage, stage four, that's good. And I turned to him and I was like, what, what did you just say? <laughs> He's like, stage four is the best, right? Like that's the one they'll be able to, to give treatment and she'll be great. No, no. Stage four is the worst. He didn't realize <laughs> the order, the stages went. And it was it was the moment of levity that I needed in that moment. And I just laughed. I'm like, oh my goodness, no, it is not. And we need that, right? Because even during the hardest of moments, we need to bring in laughter. Because if we don't laugh, what, what else do we do? We fall apart and we absolutely need to fall apart, right? That is part of the process as well. But when something is hard and something is challenging, it doesn't mean that you always need to be in the sadness of it. You can also find your way into laughter 
and the laughter feels good. And sometimes we might pause and think, wait a minute, should I be laughing in this moment? Here's my mom in her hospital bed and I'm laughing. Is that okay? Yes, yes, 100% it is okay. Because that is exactly what my mom would have wanted for us. She would have wanted us to find moments of laughter. If she could have, she would have been the one telling us a corny joke to try to get us to laugh. Or she would have been scolding us and telling us, no, deep, deep into that laughter. Because you need it to get by. And I can look back at that time where things were so hard. And I can see that there was these moments of laughter. There were pockets of joy where we were sharing stories or something completely unrelated was happening. And we were able to stand in the moment of that and allow ourselves to feel that joy. And what a gift that is. Because it brought, it brought reprieve. It brought reprieve to really hard moment in time. And another thing that brought me a lot of reprieve that really helped me navigate through this incredibly hard time was writing. And yes, I could have turned to my journal and scribbled away and let my heart bleed right onto that page. But in that moment, I knew I needed more. I needed not only for myself to write the words, because that is the way that I do a lot of my processing, but I needed somebody to catch the words. I wanted them to be read. I knew they were going to be messy. I knew that they would not be maybe even perfectly put together sentences, but I had to get it out there and I had someone to know that someone was on the other end catching them. Because that was also almost an incentive to get them down, is knowing that there's someone else on the other end. But the, the feelings were raw. There I was in the middle of it. It's very different to write from a moment that you're in, when you're going through it in that time, because that's when you're feeling all of it, Right? every single thing. And if you're giving yourself that permission to not hold back, wow, it can be really raw and real and might not be something you want somebody to read, right? And then when you're looking at it after processing all of that, after going through it, you're able to see it from a different perspective and a different lens. And maybe something different comes out or it comes out even just shaped a little bit different, right? But in this moment, it was going to be raw. It was going to be real. My mom was dying. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There was no way to write that and make it look pretty. No way to not have all that pain and anger and frustration and sadness be wrapped into it. And that's okay. Because that is exactly what was going on. And I decided that turning to the page was going to be what I needed. But I knew I needed to find a way to share these words with others that I felt safe, that still allowed me the opportunity to spill open in the purest of ways, not censoring myself. Because if I censored myself, I wouldn't be able to really get it all out there. And I had to. 
especially in this moment where this became my saving grace writing on the page. And so I created a small little group. It had a couple of family members and some friends. And I asked them, I said, I need to open my heart. I need to spill open, but I need someone to catch the words. I want to write about my mom. I want to write about what is happening in this moment. And I know it's a lot because you love and adore her too. But if you are able and willing, I would love to send you the words. You don't need to write back. You don't need to do anything. I just need to know someone is on the other end. And you can say no, because I, like I said, I know it is a lot to handle. And I had this small collection of people who were willing to catch these words. And so anytime that I was feeling something way too much, I sat and I wrote and I sent them out. And oh, what an amazing way to process to recognize, and to really be able to stand in the moment. And I hadn't thought about these letters in a long time. And then recently, there was um, something happening with a friend at work who was losing one of her friends to cancer. And of course, anytime anyone is speaking about cancer or death and dying, I immediately go back to my mom. All of those feelings rush up. And I thought about these letters and I thought about how I had this moment to process. And I've been writing ever since, right? The writing hasn't stopped, but I stopped writing in that way where I was sending them to someone else. And when I went back and I read them, There was so much truth in there and honesty and pain. And yes, it wasn't pretty, but it was real. And that in itself is what made them beautiful. They didn't have to be perfect. It wasn't about perfection. It was about unraveling, spilling open, getting out all this emotion. And I realized that it was precious to have these people on the other end receiving them. And some folks were back, some folks didn't respond, and that was okay. It was exactly what it needed to be. And I'm on this new journey now, right? My mom is not here, but I am a mom myself. And there are so many things and stories that I want to share, that I want to tell, but they're, oh. They're my heart in the moment because it's happening in the moment. It's not looking back on what was. It's, oh, this is what happened with Emma today. Even the moment of we took her to this little farm near us, this tiny little place, and they don't even have many animals, but it's perfectly sized for her. It's called Abma's Farm in Wyckoff. Perfect, perfect size. And we brought her there and she was just walking around looking at the animals and she would stop and scream with pure excitement and joy when she saw one. And my heart exploded and all I kept thinking was, I hope you hold on to this wonder and joy for your entire life. 
Because a plane passes by overhead and you stop and you look and you smile. You see a goat and here you are screaming with utter excitement. I turn on the bathtub and you're standing there jumping. Can't wait to get in. Joy for the smallest, tiniest, simple of things. I hope you hold on to that forever and ever and ever. Because that, out of anything in life, will take you so far. To be able to stand in the joy and not worry or wonder or think about what anyone else around you is thinking or feeling, but you feeling it and expressing it because it is contagious. I wish that I could stand in half of that joy that she does. And be that fully present in what is right in front of me. And these moments, they're, they're so real. And I want to share them. I want to get them down. I want others to be able to catch them for me. Because some of them are not all as beautiful and, and amazing as all of her joy. Some of it is the frustration of trying to figure out motherhood, feeling that overwhelm and the burnout because you want to do it all. I'm a working mom and I want to be there for her all of the time. Yet I have to leave the house. I have to go to work. I have to spend eight hours sitting in an office when I could be right here with you. And there is this this push and pull, where I know I am doing something so good for myself, first of all, not just making money, but being able to be around other adults and have conversation and have a purpose and be able to, to contribute to something feels great. But then I also know, oh, my little one is at home and I want to be able to, to be present and purposeful with her and contribute to her life and the way that she is growing and becoming and finding her own way. And so there's that hardship and that line that I have to walk. And I want to write about it and I want to share about it. But it feels very sacred. Especially when it comes to motherhood, I follow many different accounts online and there is so much judgment. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Why are we judging each other so harshly? We judge each other for everything. And then I feel with motherhood, there is also this other extra layer of deep judgment that comes on that if you're not doing something the way that others think you're supposed to, they are showing up and they are telling you. But if it is something that is working for you, why? And if your baby is safe and healthy, why all the judgment? Why the harsh criticism? Being a human is hard enough, right? And being a mom adds a whole other level of challenges and unknowns and fear and worry and everything to it. Why do we feel the need that we have to, to have this harsh judgment? It breaks my heart. And so there are many things I want to share, but I hold back for fear of that criticism because... I can just see the way that people are. Oh, it, it's maddening to me. There's really no reason for us to do this to one another at all. 
Why can't we have a difference of opinion, but still be able to respect and support someone else? I don't know. I, I wish we could figure that out as a society because that would be incredible. Think about how much happier people would be. And so I've been giving so much thought to this and when I was brought back to the letters that I wrote from my mom, I'm thinking maybe that's what I need to do now. Because they always say it takes a village to raise a baby, to raise a child. But who is that village, right? What does that look like? And I think a part of my village is being able to write and express and share. Because I have the people here right next to me, walking the journey with me. But there's a bit more that I know for me personally that I need and that I want and that I desire. And so I think I might find that little space again, that little community of people that want to catch the words that I know are going to be there with a kind heart, not with deep judgment and everything that comes along with that, but with love. Because what I share in the moment, when I'm in the moment of it, going through it, is raw and real. And I know that as Emma grows and goes through different stages in her life, there are going to be some really hard and challenging things. And grateful, so grateful, that we haven't had to face anything insurmountable so far, right? When she was born, she went to the NICU, but you know, that wasn't, that wasn't awful. We got through it. We knew she was in safe, caring, loving hands. And for that, we were blessed. When we brought her home and we were trying to figure out all of this on our own, oh my goodness, yes. We struggled finding what worked for her, what worked for us how we now navigate what this new world looks like as a couple, yet also as parents. Because we need to not only tend to Emma, but we need to tend to our relationship, and we need to tend to ourselves as individual human beings. And it's going to be a constant learning journey. There are still so many things that we need to shift and change and figure out, but that, that is life. It is never fully fleshed out or figured out and what we think is going to be the plan will always change, right? Will absolutely always change. And I learned that you need to be able to shift. You can't fully put your heart into everything thinking this is going to be the way it's going to happen because it's not. But then also when it doesn't go the way you want, you need those people to be able to be with you right along on the journey. And that is where I think this writing is going to come in. To have the opportunity to pull people in and be with me in the journey. I haven't figured out yet how I can share it, what it can look like, because again, I don't want it to be broadly put out there. That is, oh, that's too vulnerable. <laughs> and I am very vulnerable with my writing, but it wouldn't, this journey feels different. This journey feels very personal. 
And I want to find a way to share it in a very intentional and thoughtful way where I can still show up real and authentic and know that I'm in a place to do that. So we will see. We will see how I can can put these words out there. Because also, my goodness, one thing I have learned on this journey time and time again is we think when we're going through something, we are the only ones. And I know I say it at the very beginning of every single podcast, but we're not alone. What we go through, others do. Those very basic emotions of anger, frustration, anxiety, hurt, sadness, happiness, all of it. We have felt it. We know what it is. And maybe we haven't gone through the exact same situation, but we can relate to that feeling. And we can stand next to each other on the journey and hold our hands as we cross through the threshold and navigate whatever it is we are trying to navigate. And we 100% need that. Because without that, we just make life harder for ourselves. And there's no reason to do that because life is, is hard already. <laughs> we don't need to make it any harder than it has to be. And so, gosh, this week I just encourage you to, to lean into laughter when times are tough. To know that it is okay to find that joy. And to give yourself space to do whatever it is you need to do to process. Maybe that looks like calling a friend. Maybe it looks like showing up onto your journal. It's going to look different for each of us because we're comfortable in a space differently, right? So you have to do whatever it is. That works the absolute best for you. Mm. Lean in, lean into everything around you. Take those resources and know that asking for help is really hard. Oh, so, so hard, so hard. Oh my goodness, I even just think about things that I do around the house. And after I do them, Dustin is like, why didn't you ask me for help? Oh, I know I should have, but... I don't want to be a bother. It's like, it's not a bother. But I struggle my way through things or I take three times the time doing it because I didn't ask for help when he has way more expertise and knowledge and ability and could do it in half the time or even just doing something with another person makes it that much easier. But no, I am so stubborn. <laughs> that is for certain. And so thick-headed that I think, oh my goodness, I need to do this myself and I'm going to get it done myself no matter what it takes. But why? Why am, I, why am I making it harder for myself? There's no reason. No reason at all. Just ask for help. Oh, I know. I know it's hard, <laughs> but we got to do it. All right, let's pause and take a moment before we pull the card for the week and think about your upcoming week. What is going to be happening? Is there any major things you need to think about? Anything you need to give attention to before you step into it? What might you need to prepare for? 
what might you need to kind of take a little bit of extra time to do or what things have been on your to-do list over and over and over again that you haven't done. Choose one of those things and do them this week. I have one very much in particular that I need to do and I'm going to do it today. Yes, I am. I said it and I said it with conviction. I felt it in my heart. It's happening. All right, close your eyes and take a deep breath. Be in this moment. Know that the card I pull is for you, this community, for all of us. And even if the message may feel unclear, allow it to wash over you. Know that the universe, whatever it is you believe in, is speaking to you in this moment. And this week, our card, oh my goodness, I love it manifestation. Oh, what a powerful, incredible word. Just think about putting your intentions out into the world and them happening. I can think of so many examples of how this has happened to me. And one I want to share that just came up quickly years ago, years, years ago, my goodness, before I even met Dustin, I was following Andrea Cher and she does this Thing each year called the Mondo Biondo list, where she sits down and with her journal, she will just write all of her dreams. And they could be wild and crazy and things you think would never come true. And she gets them down, whatever they are. And I love it because it allows you to put down those things that, yes, very much possible, but then also go crazy because we need to, you know, dream big and go wild. And so I've been doing this for many, many years. But when I very first started to do it, one of the things that I put down, and it really makes me laugh because I am not a car person. <laughs> so I don't know why I put this down. But like she says, put it down. Don't judge it if it comes up. Just get it down. But I had written down that I wanted to one day own a Honda Accord. At the time, the person that I was dating had one and I thought it was a great car. I loved it. I'm like, I want one of these one day. Like, this is a nice car. And I wrote it down. Crazy. Years, years later, I'm looking for a new car, totally in a new relationship. And, you know, just trying to find something. I looked at many different things. And I kept going back to the Honda Accord. I'm like, I really like this car. This is a nice car. And I ended up financing it. And then I ended up, paying it off and owning it. And I had totally forgot about writing that down on that Monobiano list. And then one day I'm going back and I'm reading through a lot of my old list. And there it was, own a Honda Accord. And I couldn't help but laugh because I'm like, seriously, I wrote this down. I wanted this. But it must have been something self-conscious that my mind knew before I really truly knew and I was blown away that something so wild, something that was so out of my nature, I actually did. And I made happen. And here I was at that time, owning the Honda Accord. And man, I had that car for a long time. It treated me well. It got me many places. I went on many journeys to, with that car. It got me to work and back countless number of times. It brought me to fun, amazing places. I mean, the memories, right? 
So we have to set things into motion. We have to get them down. We have to dream about them. We have to manifest. So let's see, what does the book say about manifestation? Oh, manifestation is the ability to bring our thoughts, dreams, and intentions into reality. Yes, 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 100%. The spiritual law of manifestation helps us create from deep within energies and experiences that led us toward greater fulfillment and purpose. You are blessed to have received this angel card today, for it encourages you to recognize your power. You are a master of manifestation. And whenever you focus on something with loving thoughts and the best intentions, you bring that dream into reality. If you are working on bringing something to fruition at this time, whether that be a project, an opportunity, or even a miracle, this card lets you know that it is unfolding before your eyes. It's very important to stay elevated at this time and focus on positive energy, blessings, and the positive events that are happening around you as you are magnetizing even more blessings into your world. You are one with the universe at this time and have the ability to manifest incredible experiences. You are being encouraged to understand that any new opportunity arising will allow you to step up and move forward in your life. Your energy is aligned with pure potential. And it's important to know that everything you focus on now is going to grow, adapt, and expand in line with your energy field. Your angels are encouraging you to be open and receptive as the universe is offering you the guidance, abundance, and support and healing you require based on your current situation. Recognize the incredible gifts, support that are available to you now. The power of the universe is within you. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I love this for all of us. So take that time. Be intentional and thoughtful and manifest whatever it is you desire because the universe has your back. Oh, oh my goodness, this makes me so happy when I think about wanting to put out my writing about motherhood and finding a way that I can manifest it. I can, I can definitely make it happen. It will unfold. Believe in it. Share your dream with someone. Write it down on a piece of paper. Put it in an email and send it to me. Ah, you need somebody to catch it for you. Allow yourself to speak your truth and know that you can find your way. Oh, I thank you so much for joining me here. I am so grateful for you in this community and this space. I will be back soon with a brand new episode. But until then, have a wonderful week ahead. And we will talk soon.